your host over here, Bruna, and I got a special invitation for you. Join me and the Changemakers in the No More Boxes movement, where we are raising awareness towards this limiting and isolating behavior that we human beings are constantly doing, placing ourselves and others into boxes, invisible boxes that so often are not really serving humankind. All you have to do is to go to patreon.com forward slash no more boxes and for as little as $3 a month, you can become a change maker and be with us on that journey, changing the world. Now let's get on with that podcast. You're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools, and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, we are on to our next podcast here and we have no other than James Warwick on here with us talking about the boxes that you need to leave in order to live a life where you are fully yourself isn't that what you are all about James yes it is Runa thank you so much for having me on your show I appreciate that you can probably tell I have a funny Australian accent (laughs) but I live over in Los Angeles and you're right. I've been put in uh, the stereotypical Australian alpha male box for most of my life. Yeah. And how is that for serving you? Well, you know, it served me very well when I lived in Australia. And then I left when I was 23 years old back in about 1999. I'm 43 now. And, you know, when I decided to quit drinking in 2010, I really got questioned a lot because, you know, drinking alcohol is such part of the Australian culture. Um, and it's, I mean, it's part of culture in general, but especially as an Australian man, when I quit drinking just for lifestyle reasons, I was never an alcoholic. I was just a, you know, a societal drinker, yeah. had a few drinks during the week and a bit more on the, on the weekends. But when I quit, people really judged me for it. It was, it was yeah. quite fascinating. Yeah. Well, why did you quit? What made you quit drinking after, you know, like you said, it's not a problem for you, but what's your story? Well, like I said, I was just a, you know, what society would deem to be a kind of normal drinker. But what happened was, is that over a couple of years, I'd put on a little bit of weight. I'd slowed down a little bit. I wasn't sleeping as well as I could have slept. I wasn't eating as well as I could have ate. It wasn't like I was unhealthy. It wasn't as if I was rock bottom or anything. It was just like, I was operating at like a six out of 10. And so, you know, a glass of wine or two at night was enough to make my sleep be compromised. And so I'd wake up in the morning feeling just a little bit tired and a little bit lethargic and a little bit irritable. And then that would mean that I wasn't as effective in my job. And then I wasn't as effective in my health. You know, I just had this spiraling effect. So again, it wasn't like anything was awful. Everything was just average. And one day I woke up, I was in uh, Austin, Texas. I was at the South by Southwest Festival. And I I'd only had two drinks the night before. They, they were two Bombay Sapphire gin and tonics the night before. I didn't get drunk. It was just two drinks, very in, yeah. innocent drinks. But I woke up in the morning 
And I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I just don't feel good and I don't look good. And so I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to quit for 30 days and just see what happened. And in 30 days, I lost 13 pounds of fat. My skin got better. I became more productive. I slept better. I landed my dream job as a sports center anchor on ESPN, which is a a leading sports television show in the U.S. And I felt so good. I just said, well, you know what? I'll just keep on going. And I literally have not had one sip of alcohol since. So since 2010, I have not drunk a sip of alcohol. Wow. And that sounds like that was such a huge transformation for you that now I'm guessing you have to tell me more, but I just kind of like envision people then noticing how well you looked and how well you were radiating because of your well-being that you started to help others because you do have a quite an interesting program going on around quitting that social drinking. Yes, you're quite right. When I quit after about, you know, six weeks or so, people started to notice. They said, oh, have you been working out? Oh, you look good. What's, What's going on? What have you been eating? And I said, oh, I just haven't been drinking. And I said, well, they said, what do you mean? I said, I just stopped drinking alcohol. And stopping drinking alcohol removes all of the, the toxins from your skin. So your skin starts to glow. Your skin starts to look like nature intended it to look. Mm-hmm. And then you start to get up a little bit earlier in the morning and you have a little bit more energy in the day. And so because you have more energy in the day, you're more likely to go and work out in the gym or go for a run or do some yoga or do something. Mm-hmm. And then because you're kind of health conscious, I started attracting health conscious people into my life. Oh. And so I, my, my friends and my social circle started to change somewhat. I didn't even really consciously, you know, deliberately try to change my social circle. It just happened naturally. As I became healthier, I started attracting healthier people into my life. And conversations were about health and fitness and you know, conversations of depth. And then people kept asking me over the next two or three years, is it true that you don't drink? How do you socialize without drinking? How do you do this? And I thought, wow, there's some people are interested in this. Maybe I should create my own program and help people quit for 30 days like I did. And so I created a program called the 30 day no alcohol challenge. And it's been going about four years now. And it's helped thousands of people all over the world quit drinking for at least Uh, 30 days. And now I have another program called Project 90, which specifically helps entrepreneurs quit drinking for at least 90 days so they can grow their business and make more money and be more productive and have greater strategy and vision. And yeah, it's just turned into a real movement. Wow. Yeah, of course. And not only having more money and but also being healthier and enjoying your life even more to the fullest. I can at least envision that. That's a great, great group to work with, entrepreneurs on that. You know, being yeah. an entrepreneur myself, yeah, knowing how easy it is and socially accepted to take a, a glass of wine to relax after a busy day and not really being aware of the consequences of that one glass. Yeah, you're right, because the day gets busy, we get stressed, we get anxious. At the end of the day, Many of us are like, oh, I just want to get home and relax, sit on the sofa, pour myself a glass of wine and just, you know, relax for the day. But unfortunately, that one seemingly innocent glass of wine that you think is relaxing you is actually keeping you in a vicious cycle of stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it's compromising your sleep, 
It's compromising your looks. It's compromising your energy levels, which in turn then compromises your effectiveness in your business as an entrepreneur the following day. Or even if you're in a job, it affects your ability to do your job. I mean, if I really asked you right now, the listener, if you're listening to this right now, if I really asked you, how effective are you in your job or business? Scale of one to 10. And nine out of 10 is like, you're amazing and everything's great and you're making millions of dollars and you're rising up the corporate ladder. And three or four is like, you're going to get fired any day now or, you know, your business is struggling. If I asked you, you know, how effective are you in your business? Most people will probably answer somewhere between a six and a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if everyone's honest, people who, yeah. are dr- who are drinking and having a glass of wine, right? I mean, six and seven and a half. Now figure out how much money you make in your job or in your business, right? What's the number on average that you've been making the last two years? Okay. Now, so get that number in your head. Now you operating at a six to a seven and a half out of 10 is generating you that number. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if you just eliminated alcohol, take away the beer, take away the wine, take away the vodka, and now you're sleeping better, you've got more clarity, vision, energy, focus, strategy, you're like making better decisions in your business, you're doing another deal, you're making things happen, and now you're operating at a nine out of 10. Mm -hmm. How much more money could you generate if you were operating like that and you're operating at a nine out of 10? Mm -hmm. Is it $50,000 or euros? Is it 100,000? Whatever your number is, that is how much drinking is costing you per year. Mm. Because if you're, if you're making 100,000 euros or $100,000 at a 6.5 out of 10, and you could make $150,000 or 150,000 euros operating at a 9 out of 10, then every time you have that seemingly innocent glass of wine, you are costing yourself $50,000 or euros. It's pretty amazing when you sit down and really do the math on that. You do. You do. Yeah, it is. It's quite amazing when you think about that. You mentioned this thing, the reason why we so many people are heading into that only one glass of beer or wine or whatever to relax. What do you do today to relax? I do something first thing in the morning, and that is I write down in my diary 20 things that I am grateful for. And I'm not allowed to turn my phone on until I've completed writing 20 things I'm grateful for every morning. Mm. The other thing I do is I make sure that I do not wake up to the alarm in my phone. Because Mm. if I wake up to the alarm in my phone, then I'm putting my hand on my phone, which means I'm more likely to open up my phone and start checking email and text messages and social Mm. media and so forth. So I have a little $7 portable alarm, which sits on the bedside table next to my bed. And that is the alarm that wakes me up. Therefore, I do not put my hand on my phone. I wake up, I get up, I go to my diary, I sit down and I write down 20 things that I'm, I'm grateful for. And only then am I allowed to switch on my phone. Now, just doing that reduces my stress, reduces my anxiety and really makes me feel a sense of accomplishment throughout the day. The other thing I do is I make my bed. And I know this seems really simple, but They've done studies that show that people who make their bed are happier people because it gives you like a first win throughout the day. It gives you a sense of accomplishment. It's a visual reminder that you are making things happen and that you're progressing and you have momentum. And so throughout the day, yeah, there'll be events that happen that might make you feel 
stress or feel anxiety. But if you just do those, those simple things like writing 20 things you're grateful for, making your bed in the morning, you are better equipped to be able to handle with that stress and anxiety throughout the day, which means that by the time you get home late at night, you don't really want the glass of wine. You don't really want the drink to relax. You're already relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are, then I tend to do breathing exercises. I breathe in very heavily. I go for a walk around the block. I put my feet on the grass. I get some sunshine. I do anything else other than drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it amazing how all of these beautiful things that can make us feel so much better are so simple? Yeah, it's disgustingly simple. But we... <laughs> We like to complicate things, we human beings, don't we? Let's complicate this. Oh, yeah, I could be actually happy if I made it simple. I know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I love about your ritual of 20 things and making sure that you do not go into anything unless you have those 20 things. Now, just to be clear, here's one. Obviously, you can read my mind when I say this. Do you always make an effort to find new 20 things every day or can you copy from the day before? You can copy from the day before, but it's pretty remarkable. You find that you actually almost always come up with 20 new things. Oh, wow. It doesn't seem like you would be able to if you yeah. haven't done it before. But when you get into it, you really do activate the muscle of always be looking for what is good in the world. Yeah, so, I love that. So this morning, it's as, I'm, as you and I are recording this now, Runa, it's 9.16 a.m. in Venice Beach, California, where I'm sitting right now. You know, I, I've got my diary in front of me. I have 20 new things that I wrote in this morning at around 7 a.m. And they were things including the dinner that I had with my friends last night. I said I was grateful for having friends. I was grateful for being able to pay for dinner. I was grateful for living in California. I was grateful for the bed that I slept in last night and how warm it felt with the rain outside. I was grateful for the fact that I was going to be doing this podcast interview today and that someone was interested enough in my life to want to interview me. I was grateful for the conversation I had with my mother yesterday on FaceTime and so forth and so forth and so forth. So it, it changes every day. And what it does is that it gets you into this mode of always looking for evidence that life is good. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say do 20 and not three. Do 20 yeah. things you're grateful for, not three, because 20 makes you work. You've got to work for it, right? You gotta, yeah. you're, yeah. you're looking. But then what it does is that because you train that muscle throughout the rest of the day, oh, look, there's another good thing. Oh, there's another thing to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, there's another thing. And your life just starts with the bliss. Yeah, I love that. I really think that's a fabulous thing. And exercises like these are really effective. If they really are. When you're saying this, I was just attending a mindset retreat by Fabian Fredriksen in Atlanta last year. And one of the exercises that she made us do was to write down 50 things that could give us revenue. 50 things that could give us revenue. All entrepreneurs in that room. And when she was saying, you will stop at 20, which actually I did as well. At 20, I'm like, I can't. How on earth am I going to find anything more? But it had to be 50 things. So I had to finish it. And what happened once I overcame that little hurdle that was, you know, I was a little bit stuck in the old paradigm of thinking where with my first 20, it, it became, you know, 60 things. 
it was just everlasting flow. It was like, oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. it just kind of like flew and flew and flew out. And so I, I get where that gratitude comes from. Yeah, I'm gonna take you up on that one and see how I can, how my world is gonna change by just adding that ritual into my day-to-day life. And I encourage the listeners to go ahead. So tell me, James, you work globally with your clients, don't you? And uh, your programs, there are people from all over the world who are attending your programs and attending your seminars, aren't they? Yes, there are people in, I think, 50-something countries now, yes. So it's 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com. And if you are willing to quit drinking for at least 30 days, you can join up. I'll send you a a daily video every day with a tip on how you can socialize without drinking, on how to go out and have fun without drinking, how to avoid alcohol as a social crutch, what to do instead when you really want to have a drink. And you can go into a closed Facebook group and you can interact with other people all over the world who are also doing it. And it's really fun. It's not like Alcoholics Anonymous or anything where it's all sad and doom and gloom and... (laughs) You know, it's fun. People are high-fiving one another, you know, virtually high-fiving and sharing photos of food that they're eating and exercise. It's a great little community. Well, it's a great big community now, I should say, given that we've, you know, tens of thousands of people have been helped doing this. And then Project 90, which is specifically for entrepreneurs, that's at jameswanick.com slash Project 90. And that's 90 days. So a little bit longer of a commitment. And you do that with a group of other entrepreneurs also around the world. We have people in the US, in Australia, in Scotland, in New Zealand, in France. Yeah, all, all over the world. And, and that really love helps that. people. I really love that. Yeah. Last question. And this is a question that I ask our guests quite frequently. Being a changemaker like you are and on the Changemakers podcast. James, what is the change that you want to see in the world? And what is the role? that you are committed to take to becoming that change? Well, I have two things, really. And and one is to help as many people as possible either reduce or quit drinking. And the other is to help one million people sleep better. Because I see a direct correlation between quitting alcohol and effective sleep. And I see a direct correlation between effective sleep and a, a massive reduction in stress and anxiety. Mm. My other business uh, is called Swanwick Sleep, and I create blue light blocking glasses that you wear at nighttime in the last hour before you want to sleep. And the orange lens in these blue light blocking glasses blocks the artificial blue light from your cell phone, your TV screen, and your kitchen light and your bathroom light that actually disrupts your sleep. So staring into all that light at night compromises your sleep and so i created these blue light blocking glasses called swannies with the orange lens that blocks the blue light and people are able to sleep much better so my really vision for the world is to help as many people as possible reduce or quit alcohol and therefore lower their stress and anxiety and to help one million people sleep better through my sleep products at swanwick sleep so they can reduce stress and reduce anxiety. And I think if we can reduce stress and anxiety by quitting alcohol and blocking blue light at night and sleeping better, I think we're going to have a hell of a lot more happy people in the world. Oh, and we are in for that, for sure. James, thank you so much. 
all the show notes and all the links to your products and to your services will be on the show notes. And I look forward to continue to follow what you're doing. And who knows, maybe I'll just take your challenge. <laughs> do it, really. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I think it's a good one. Absolutely. So thank you so much, James. For thank you for having me. All your muscles. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.